0: Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the word of God bless you today. The Holy Gospel according to John in the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. And I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. This week, on our walk through the orchard of the fruit, where the fruit of the Spirit grows, we are tasting of the fruit of peace. We are in the midst of our summer sermon series on the fruit of the Spirit, and this week we come to the fruit of peace We began with the fruit of love, and we said that that as we explore all of these fruits, love is the fruit, the taste that you can taste in all of the other fruit of the Spirit. So we will hear of all of these fruits of the Spirit, but the flavor of all of them has the distinct flavor of love. And last week we heard from Pastor Catherine of the fruit of joy, you got it. The fruit of peace, Paul says, surpasses all human understanding. He said it's beyond what we can wrap our minds around. And yet, peace is this most precious gift that God has given us. We just heard in the gospel reading that Jesus told us before he was crucified that he would leave his peace with us. And that he would give his peace to us. His peace is our protector. It is a sacred and wonderful gift. His peace that he gives to us. And after Jesus died, and after he rose again, and he appeared to his disciples when they were all locked in this room, they were terrified, they were filled with grief and worry and fear, the first thing Jesus said when, when he showed up before them, he said, peace be with you. Then after he let them examine his, his hands and his side, they saw that it was really him. He, he Before he said anything else, he said again, peace be with you. This was a big deal for Jesus. This peace, it's the first thing he says when he is back from the dead. Not, hey, it's good to see you guys. Not, didn't I tell you so? Not, why didn't you believe me? No, 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 none of that. None of that. Peace be with you. What's it all for? Peace be with you. Then Thomas, Thomas was the only disciple who was not there in that room that day. So uh, he didn't believe what had happened. So Jesus showed up to him a little later. Do you know the first thing that he said to Thomas? Thomas. Peace be with you. You're catching catching the the routine here. Peace be with you. When Jesus showed up to his worried and grief-filled disciples, he spoke peace to them. He blessed them with this gift of peace. And it's the same gift that he wants to bless you with today. This sweet fruit of peace. Jesus' gifts turn our worry. Whatever we're worried about today, his gift is to give us peace. Jesus' gift of of peace, it can embrace even grief. We can have grief and still have peace. Jesus transforms despair into hope. And the way that he does that is he gives us peace. Peace, it, it actually appears at the very beginning of the Bible in the book of Genesis, there is peace. It's, in the Old Testament, it's the Hebrew word. You might have heard this word. It's shalom. Does that word sound familiar, shalom? Shalom is the Hebrew word for peace. And shalom was a pretty common greeting in the times of the Bible, kind of like saying, hey, h- how are you doing? But then actually caring how you're doing or saying, hey, I hope that you're doing well. Uh, that's the word shalom. Shalom would be a very common greeting. It actually makes a lot of sense that that's the first thing Jesus said to his disciples when he appeared to them. Shalom. It's a very common greeting. It refers also to this state of wholeness, of completeness. If today as a nation, if we are as divided as folks say, then we are not at peace because we are not whole, we are not united. If we were one, if we were united, if we were as a people on the same page, we'd feel a sense of shalom as a nation, as a people, peace. Does it feel like you have peace? Does it feel like you have shalom? Paul said the fruit of the Spirit is peace? Jesus said, my peace I give to you. That means that we do have it. We have the fruit. We have been given Christ's peace. But whether we receive God's most precious gift, this fruit, that is a whole other thing. I think it's safe to say that the citizens of the United States are not always great at receiving God's gift of peace. Imagine, if you will, on this warm Christmas in July day that it's Christmas morning and that the thing that you have been praying for, hoping for, the thing that that you've been writing on every list, the thing that you've circled in every catalog, the thing that you want, your heart's greatest desire imagine that you receive it on christmas morning and it is peace Uh, how many christmas songs are about peace how many people say oh lord we we just pray for for world peace all right great you you asked for it i just need in, in internal peace okay good Guess what? It's Christmas morning. You have got it. And God is beaming at you. You have have opened this gift. And he's beaming at you in your footy pajamas. And and he's waiting to see your reaction to the peace that you have always wanted. The internal peace. The world peace. It's here. And and all you have to do is is just take it out. And and just play with it. Just enjoy it. This, This thing that you've been wanting for. Your friend calls you and, and, and says, well, what did, you, what did you get for Christmas? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got the same thing. I, I got peace, too. It turns out we all got the same gift from God on Christmas morning. What do we do when, with that gift of peace? Oh, maybe we, we unwrap it and when, when we say, oh, oh, yeah. This again, huh. But you know, I'd really maybe have an iPhone because then I could get on Facebook and I could post things until they kick me off of Facebook. (laughs) I'd really rather have that than this piece. Oh, gee, thanks, a piece. But you know what, I'd really rather have a big TV that I can watch news on all day. That's what I'd really rather do today. Then enjoy this peace that you've given me. Oh, peace, wow. Oh, thanks, God. No, no, I love it. I'll probably play with it later. First, I'm gonna sit down here for a moment and then catastrophize about all the terrible things that could happen to me today or this week or in my lifetime. I'd really rather work myself up into a tizzy than enjoy this peace. Actually, God, uh, I'd really rather do that. I I appreciate the thought, but now that I think about it, God, did you get the receipt for peace? Could I get the receipt for peace? Because I think I would rather exchange it. Now that I think about it, I'd rather exchange it for worry and guilt and a little bit of shame and outrage, because that's a lot of fun, and frustration and, you know, just general existential despair. I'd rather have that this Christmas. It's ironic, right? It's, it's kind of strange, this thing that we want, and here it is, it has been given to us, and yet we, we don't seem to be able to actually enjoy it. Peace may be our heart's greatest desire and God's very favorite gift to give us, and yet it seems a most challenging gift for us to actually receive. Maybe that's why shalom was the constant greeting in the old days, because people need to be reminded that it was something that they actually want, peace. It's something that they can actually have on both a a personal level, on a community level, on a global level. We could have peace. Shalom can mean the the absence of war and conflict. It could be something that one might get a Nobel Prize for. Peace, shalom, can also uh, be a more personal or even a communal welfare, well-being, quiet, to have tranquility, to have contentment. You have shalom when you are not overwhelmed by stress, but you can manage stress because you know that God is with you and that all things will work together for good. You can take a deep breath and feel at peace. We have shalom as a city when there is greater fairness, when young folks feel mostly hopeful about the future, and adults in that community are working together for their good, for their education, for their well-being. Not when we continue to have young people shot and killed right outside of our church repeatedly this summer. That is not shalom. God commanded us through the prophet jeremiah he said search for the shalom of the city where i have placed you search for the shalom of the city where i have placed you and pray to god for it because god says in the city's shalom you will find your shalom Seek the welfare, the well-being, the peace, the shalom of the city where you are. And pray for it. For where the city has peace, well-being, you will find your own. That's one of God's commands through the prophet Jeremiah in the book of Jeremiah all the way back in the Old Testament. It's always been there. Thinking about all that stands in the way of peace, it sometimes can get me to worrying. Do you ever get to worrying about all the obstacles to peace, whether they're obstacles in my own life, of my own creation, or just listing out all the things that, I, that I'm worried about that are going on in the world? Just thinking about those things can stand in the way of peace. There's so much hurt. There's so much violence. How can we face the struggles in our community and even in our own lives but also have peace. Jesus invites us to peaceful discipleship, to face those challenges, but with peace. He he invites us to see and to engage with those things, but but not with anxiety or worry. Paul, who wrote of out all those fruits of the Spirit, he wrote in another letter to the Philippians, and he said, the Lord is near. That alone should give us peace, but the Lord is near, Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In all things, bring prayers of thanksgiving to God, and God, the peace of God, will guard your heart. It will guard your mind. It's peace that surpasses our own understanding. So, prayer is an anecdote to worry, and prayer is a pathway to peace. Peace isn't something that we can just make ourselves feel. It is beyond our understanding how to do that. But when we take time in prayer, particularly when our prayers are ones of silence to listen to God, and when they are prayers of thanksgiving where we name to God what we are grateful for, then in this practice of prayer alone, God's peace, which kind of goes beyond our imagination, It reframes our worries. God's peace soothes our stresses. Paul says that that God's peace actually guards our hearts and minds against the stresses of this life that we may more confidently and more peacefully face whatever is before us. And y'all, I want to say that it is okay to step back at times, to take a breath, To ground yourself in peace when you are getting stressed, when you are getting exhausted, when you are overwhelmed by all of the challenges, all of the obstacles to peace, it is okay to step back. Boundaries are necessary to maintain our peace. Jesus, he got away from his people from time to time. He had to get away to ground himself in peace, to spend time to reconnect with God God actually mandated that we take one day, at least one day, of Sabbath rest every week for peace. That is a boundary that is built into creation. It is one of the Ten Commandments. Sabbath is the OG self-care. I mean, Sabbath is the, the, the beginning of the self-care movement. We've got to take Sabbath. When we practice Sabbath, when we have holy boundaries, when we step away from the news and the internet from time to time, when we take a break, even from the caregiving, we take time to rest and to restore and to reconnect with God, then God's Holy Spirit nourishes us, feeds us with that sweet fruit of peace. Peace. God's peace, which is beyond our understanding, which is outside of our control, will guard our hearts and our minds so we may, with shalom, with energy, intelligence, imagination, and love, truly care and carry out the life and ministry that God has blessed each and every one of us with. My grandmother and her siblings down in Georgia, they used to love to sing this old hymn, this this. This hymn I, I love, and it, it says, When peace like a river attendeth my way, when peace like a river attendeth my way, and when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say that it is Well. It is well with my soul. That is the fruit of peace. When we are enjoying the fruit of peace and life is just rolling along, sweet as a gentle river, as peaceful as can be, then yes, we can say, it is well. It is well with my soul. What that hymn also says when we, we have the peace of Christ as an anchor in our lives, that even when sorrows like sea billows roll, that is when we are facing heartbreaks and stress upon stress upon stress like crashing waves, sea billows rolling in upon us, that, that even then because of the peace of Christ, even then in this really hard, really tough time by the grace of God, even then we can say, yes, but it is well. It is well with my soul. It is well with me. I have shalom. And as a people, as a community church, when we come together for prayer and for praise, but also when we come together in hard, times, to to grieve and to mourn and to be frustrated about what is going on in the world. Even then, we do not come as those without hope. We come as a people of peace to lean in to that hardness because even then we can say, yes, yes, yet it is well. It is well with my soul. So I hope, will you say it with me? It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. And may that be so. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to the Sermon Podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church, as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then, may God be with you.